Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. I think controlling your schedule is so, so important. You know, making sure you're putting time in to do those things that you love doing. And then a big one, I think, for startups and for new kind of business owners and entrepreneurs is trying to identify the good clients and the bad clients and being confident enough to say no to the bad clients. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host today, Samantha Riley, and today we're going to cover a topic that I think affects every one of us as business owners and entrepreneurs at some stage in our journey, and that's how to really create a life that we love because I think we all go into business to be able to create, you know, freedom in our life. And for many of us or for many people, they all of a sudden realize that they're working harder and more hours. So today we're going to be chatting with Jay Harris, who is a life strategist, small business owner, lifestyle entrepreneur and coach. He's been running his businesses out of Sydney in Australia for over a decade, lives by the beach with his amazing wife and two young kids, loves surfing, hanging out with his family. And like I mentioned, he does run two businesses. He has an office fit out company called the Space Invaders Fit Out Co., And he also has a coaching business called The Inspired Man. I've known Jay for almost 10 years now. He's a really great friend. He's a great client. And welcome to the show, Jay. Thank you, Sam. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we've been having lots of conversations for lots of years. You are a super inspiring guy. You're a super fun guy. You're a super hardworking guy. And I want to talk a little bit about your journey and sort of how you've got here, because I think it can help so many people that are in business that, like I mentioned, work so hard and get really trapped in their business. And I'm sure this is something that you see often, I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what got you to this point, to where you're doing what you're doing today? Wow. Where do we start? How far do you want me to go back? (laughs) What's the important parts that we need to know? Well, I think there's a theme in the world at the moment and it's the great resignation, right? And we're currently going through some major changes in the world. Obviously, some people would call this a crisis. Some people call this a blessing. But I went through my own, I guess, great resignation Last time, Australia was in a bit of a 
crisis with the global financial crisis back in 2008. So we could start there. Yeah. A mortgage broker working for my family business, you know, organizing, you know, mortgages for people to buy properties. And I was just not, I was not stoked. I was not happy. I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> I was really feeling burnt out. You know, all I wanted to do was not go to work and go surfing, you know, just go and write myself off at the pub on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and after doing that over and over and over, you kind of hit rock bottom and you go, oh, you know what? Actually, I need to start doing something <laughs> to actually make my life less miserable and find out, you know, what am I doing here? You know, what's my purpose in life, you know? And so I started sort of looking for you know, self-help books and personal development stuff and went to some seminars and heard, went to some different talks and that sort of thing. And I read in a surfing book, actually, about a guy called Dr. John Martini. And synchronously, a couple of weeks later, in my inbox pops an email saying, you know, Dr. John Martini speaking down at the DYRSL club on the Northern Beaches in Sydney, where you live, Sam. And I was like, oh, dad, dad, here's this bloke I read about. Let's go and go and listen to this guy speak. And dad and I went along and listened to John speak. The most amazing, inspiring you know, talk I'd ever been to. And I was searching for something that resonated with me and connected. And I think John was a surfer. He was, you know, didn't do very well academically at school. So I resonated with both of that. I didn't do very well at school either. I was a surfer. And at the end of the talk, my dad basically dragged me kicking and screaming to come and meet John. And John said, you know, g'day, Jay. You know, he didn't say g'day because he's American. He said, hi, Jay. <laughs> 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 really nice to meet you and you know did you know that my family calls me jay as well so i was like oh wow i've got a connection with this guy it seems pretty cool and then from there i read one of his books called change your life in 60 days which was really inspiring and talks about all the different laws of the universe and then a couple of months later when dad and i together attended his breakthrough experience and from there on i just consumed a lot of his programs and knowledge and kind of set myself on a journey around that sort of time and in around 2008 where I, I'd really give myself permission to go and do what I wanted with my life you know and I resigned from the uh, quit my job with the family mortgage broking company and got that's where I got into property and learning how to renovate properties and construction and carpentry so yeah that's going on 13 years since then, I've started a couple of businesses, some successful, some not so successful. So we'll call those month lessons. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> good learning, good learnings. And, you know, just refined myself and did a lot of business, you know, business programs with Dale over at Business Blueprint and Andy over at Lifestyle Tradey. And not during that time had kids and still, I just knew that I wanted a business that I loved working in that also served my life for myself personally and for my missus, Catherine, and then we eventually had kids. And so I wanted it to all work together, not just work, 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 you know, because <laughs> that doesn't work. Work, work, work doesn't work. <laughs> no, it totally doesn't. And A, I think I didn't know you met Dr. Martini at DYRSL and it's not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like at DYRE's where we go for a snitty. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? It's our local. 
<laughs> probably the only time he's ever spoken there in the last 20 years. Yeah. At an RSL. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but that aside, how difficult was it for you to make that transition out of the family business? You know, I know your dad is very entrepreneurial and, you know, he's definitely all about, he's a super hardworking person and I can tell that that's where you've got your work ethic from. How difficult was it for you to have that conversation to say, hey, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore and I want to go and do my own thing? Well, look, going through the global financial crisis, the business had its, you know, it had its challenges and its struggles. And I think for me at the time, I kind of felt like a bit of a burden on the company because it was really difficult to get mortgages approved around that time. So without mortgages getting approved, without loans getting done and settled, the income for the business is dropping, you know? And so I think also my relationship with dad, we've become great mates over the years as well. So we can have open and deep conversations. So I'm really grateful for that. But because I felt like a burden and the money was probably tight, maybe dad was like, I think dad was really kind of, he was really cool with it. It was, you know, when I resigned, he was like, yep, I know, son, I know. And we gave each other a big hug. And yeah. two weeks later, I was labouring on a building site for a mate's building company in my stubbies and my work boots. So <laughs> <laughs> A little bit different. It all happened pretty fast and I was off, you know. You know, when, I think when you really kind of give yourself permission to do whatever you want with your life and you make that decision, just making that decision and going for it, yeah, when you're on a mission, it's like, you got, you got the blinkers on. You can't see anything else except for where you're headed. So Totally. That was me, yeah. Yeah, love it. So you obviously didn't go straight into business from that. Tell us how you came up with the idea to open your current business. What was that journey like? Because I think that, you know, entrepreneurship, it would be so much easier if it was like a straight line from A to B and it just never is. So how did you find yourself where you are? And is that really what you expected to be doing straight out, you know, being a mortgage broker? So I probably spent about a year and a half or maybe two years working for somebody else in construction, doing partly residential and then commercial like shop fitting and office fit out to sort of maintenance and stuff. And the company I was working for, they weren't using any technology. They were all very kind of back in the dinosaur age and using paper and fax machines. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys must be, you know, they must have all these people in their office dealing with all this paperwork. And they didn't. It was a mum and dad business. And the poor mum, she had a couple of kids to look after. And so, you know, their, their kitchen table was their office, you know, and there was paperwork everywhere. Oh, wow. So she had kids and faxes to look after. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. And so I kind of sensed that I was on a sinking ship. So I was thinking, you know, what should I do? And, you know, with my old man, my dad being very entrepreneurial and running small businesses for 30 years, he was the first person that I could sort of confided in. And I remember we caught up and I said, Dad, I think there's a problem. I think I'm going to lose my job. You know, this company is about to go under. You know, they've asked me to rack up a bunch of bills on my own personal credit card. They're taking ages to pay it back. <gasps> oh, no way. I was in crisis mode. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no kidding. I would be too. But you know what's going to hit the fan and I'm going to be left with no job and $15,000 on my credit card. Wow. 
And so oh, I was really persistent. It's like, can you please just pay my credit card? Please just pay my credit card. And they eventually got it done. And then within a week or two, it was like, sorry, the company's closing. There's no way we can keep going. They weren't invoicing. They had this huge stack of paperwork. They weren't doing any invoicing. They had no technology, no zero or no job management system or a task management system or anything like that. And so when I was talking to dad, I said, I'm thinking I'm on this sinking ship. And I'm thinking maybe I could maybe start my own business as a contractor or something and, you know, maybe talk to some of the clients that we're working with at the moment and see if there's an opportunity there for me. And he goes, oh, great idea, mate. Why don't you, you know, why don't get you and all your maintenance boys to go and, you know, help them out, (laughs) you know? Yep, yep. That sounds exactly like your dad too, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) And so... Yeah, my first business was called The Maintenance Boys. And so that's when the, that was sort of the birth of The Maintenance Boys. That was going, yeah, it's just over 10 years now. So I approached a couple of the clients. They said, yeah, stay in touch with us and, you know, come back to us next year. And so I did, stayed in touch with them. I was quite persistent. And they said, come and quote a few jobs for us. And yeah, within two weeks, they approved jobs and that was the business was born. So it was kind of, crisis turned into a blessing you know crisis there's always an opportunity in the crisis of some kind some way shape or form and so I was kind of by default that I started my first business but I know after doing the personal development work I knew I wanted to run my own show uh-huh. so you know three years early I kind of set that as my intention or my goal and it kind of manifested three years later and boom I had my first business <laughs> yeah cool so obviously lifestyle is really important to you you're a mad surfer you spend lots of time with your family you enjoy to hang out with mates you know (laughs) you're a bit of an aussie larrikin (laughs) (laughs) yeah class clown i know you've got some of your friends that are saying do you ever work (laughs) (laughs) so is that something that you are very conscious about creating right from the beginning or did you like throw everything into the business and then go, oh my goodness, like I can't sustain this. I need to change things up. Because, you know, this is something that catches a lot of people out is that they jump in, they dive in, they get all excited. They've got to start up and next minute they're, you know, in this business 80 hours when they quit their 40 hour a week job because they were working too much. How was that for you from the beginning? Well, I think starting out at the very beginning, it was big days and long hours and I was learning so much you know you kind of have to just get into it and learn as you go (laughs) yeah i didn't go to you know business school or you know entrepreneur school or anything like that it was just go for it and you know go and do some work and send them an invoice and then you learn all the other bits and pieces around administration and finances and sales and marketing and (laughs) customer service so it was real i guess the work i was doing i was loving doing the work so it sort of, even though I was doing big days, it didn't feel like I was working my ass off. I was doing big days and I was getting, you know, I was getting paid really good money for doing that. So it was like, okay, this is fair. This is a fair way of doing business, a means of fair exchange. So, but yeah, for sure there was, there are definitely times where work is crazy busy and you just feel like it's totally out of control. And for me, it was the moment I realized I can't do everything by myself. I need to have people around me, team, freelancers, contractors, staff, 
whoever and you need to put them in place to help you because you know you can't do it all no definitely can't you've created your business to like i just mentioned lots of fun times so you don't generally work you know i'm not a seven to three or a nine to five or, or you know even a seven to six for you know some people work yeah how do you balance keeping your business running and being profitable and successful and still creating this lifestyle that you want to live i'd love you to share what the little value bombs are that people can start to implement into their business to make sure that they don't get all consumed by their business yeah so for me it was definitely realizing and knowing what it is that i love doing and so for me it's surfing so making sure that i've got a couple of surfs in my diary every single week the moment things are pretty pretty busy you know getting up at uh five sometimes i sleep in till 6 30 in the morning and getting work done but you know inspired do a couple of hours hang out take the kids to school go catch up with a mate for you know a cuppa and then go do some work for a couple of hours and then at lunch i might have a surf for an hour or I might work through until the afternoon and surf in the afternoon so for me my goal is always to have a surf every single day that's my goal but then obviously my highest values are also family so spending time with a family is really important we could get opportunities to pick the kids up from school a couple of times a week and then business so the business is important to me it's important for me to bring home the bacon so to speak for for my wife and kids and to maintain the lifestyle as well and i know how important that money is to fund the lifestyle so yeah really knowing yourself knowing your core values but also being in control of your schedule i love this you know, making sure that your schedule is full of the stuff that you want to do first and then if there's outside people wanting to put other stuff in there you know review your days review your week and then see do you have time for that this week yes no i think controlling your schedule is so so important you know making sure you're putting time in to do those things that you love doing and then a big one i think for startups and for new kind of business owners and entrepreneurs is trying to identify the good clients and the bad clients and being confident enough to say no to the bad clients and saying thank you but no thanks you know thank you but i haven't got time at the moment to be polite about it don't say you know oh totally no get stuffed but say no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're the kind of the glitter bombs or whatever you called them <laughs> <laughs> well value bombs but actually now you've said that i really like glitter bombs <laughs> value bombs sorry <laughs> someone else said glitter bombs the other day that stuck with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> I love it. I love glitter bombs. Um, for anyone that's listening, and I'm going to ask this question because this is something that happened to me, and I'm talking like 15 years ago. Someone said the same thing to me when I was really busy. You know, you've got to put time in your day for what you love. And I'll tell you what went through my mind. Well, it's okay for you to say, but I don't have that privilege of time. I don't have time to do that. Now, obviously, I have very much, that was actually one of the most pivotal times in my business because once that really sunk in, that's when things massively changed. But for people that, well, A, let me ask first, is this something that ever came up for you, that thought of, 
oh, I love to surf, but I don't have time for that. Like, how did you navigate that? So look, of course, I definitely have moments where the surf is absolutely pumping and it's beautiful sunny days and there's amazing waves to surf and I'm at work going, oh shit, you know, it'd be great to go for a surf. But look, I am planning on being on this planet for a long time. And if I can't surf today, you know, I'm planning on surfing tomorrow. Or if I can't surf for the next couple of days, I've always got in the future, I'm surfing on Monday for sure. I'm looking at the swell reports. I'm surfing. I'm definitely surfing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, look, it does come from a bit of practice, you know, getting in the habit of it. So I've been doing it for 10 years now and it wasn't, it definitely wasn't like this at the very beginning, but it was like that within the first three to six months, you know? So just learning just practicing putting in your schedule what you'd love to do and keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Like my bookkeeper gets scared when she looks at my diary. She goes, oh, my God, I couldn't handle your schedule. But it's like, well, that this really works for me and I know I'm filling my days up with as much, you know, stuff that inspires me as possible and, that's, and I love it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think you said something super valuable there. So it's not a glitter bomb, but it's definitely valuable. <laughs> in that it works for you and i think that this is something that we all need to really think about like what works for us because we're all unique and we're all very different and i know in human design you're a projector and projectors can very much get burnt out when they're working too much you've managed to navigate this really well and what i find interesting is that I think a lot of people sort of hide behind labels and could easily say, well, I'm a projector. Like there's no way that I could, you know, be doing this, let alone start a second business because you're running two businesses simultaneously. Yeah. And I believe it's because you've really got clarity on what it is that lights you up and very aware of how you're feeling. I know that if you're super, super busy, there's something you do with your calendar, which there's not many people I know that do this. So I'd love to share what you do when you're starting to feel burnt out, because I think this is one of your secrets of success. Yeah. So what I do when I'm feeling completely overloaded or overwhelmed or just so stressed out with all the stuff in my diary, even though I put it all there, I was in control of that. I put it all there. What I do is I go back to my priorities. And I start with today, you know, I look at however much time I've got left in the day. If it's eight o'clock in the morning, I'll look at the, you know, possibly the seven or eight things that I've put in there. If I identify a couple of those, if I'm totally overwhelmed, I'm really stressed out, I identify what are the low priorities that don't need to be done today. And I'll just drag them to tomorrow in a couple of days, drag it to next week. Or if I identify something I've put there that's really not, doesn't, need to be done or I don't really want to do it, doesn't inspire me, I just delete it. I delete it. If it's that important, it'll pop back up in my brain in a week or two and then I'll attend I'll put it give it attention then. But that it's just like a weight lifted off my shoulders when I do that. Yeah, totally. So go from having a completely full diary, I go, oh I've got some breathing room at what between one and two or between two and three. I'm gonna jump in the ocean and go for a surf or I'm gonna you know, if I'm driving around for work or whatever, I'm going to call a friend and catch up with them for lunch or something. Yeah, I think this is so important because it's very easy to get caught in that I've got to do this. It's there and, and I've got to do it. 
And there's a fine line between living in integrity and not letting people down, but also pushing yourself so hard that what's happening is you're letting them down anyway. And what I mean by that is showing up as a grumpy person or showing up, you know, being snappy or, you know, showing up in a way that's not really who you are because you're burnt out, or you're exhausted. And it's interesting, just recently I had someone reach out to me and just and really get quite grumpy with me because they couldn't get into my schedule within three weeks. And I always go, a good friend of ours, Carl, once said to me, something might be important to you, but is it important to me? And it's something that, you know, since we had that conversation, I've always taken that on because this person was trying to project on me, this is really important, I want to speak to you in the next 48 hours. And I looked in my calendar and went, if I show up in the next 48 hours, you're not going to like the person that's showing up for you. I can tell you that right now. Because <laughs> I was so busy and it's just like, no, I'm in control of my calendar. Take it or leave it. If you want to go find someone else to work with, that's fine. But I have nothing there for three weeks. You know, it's there because I know that I can 100% give everything I need to give to that client in that time. Yeah. And I think it's just so important to remember that we are in control of our lives. We are in control of our calendars and just to really stand by that and not get pushed into doing things that don't feel good to you. 100%. Yeah. We're on the same page. So you've got a coaching business now also that helps people in to, I guess, show up as business owners the way that you show up. So tell us a little bit about the kinds of, people that you work with because essentially they were you know they were you a few years ago right yeah totally so it's it's, uh coaching at the moment people either going through big changes in their life either career or business changes another client recently with like a relationship challenge that they're going through so you know when it comes to i guess lifestyle coaching or being a life strategist I'm all about putting all the pieces of the puzzle of life and making them fit and work together. So, you know, it's creating a win-win situations where you've got, you know, your family life, your personal life, your health and well-being, your business or career, finances, all working for the same kind of goal. So, yeah, a lot of different clients that I work with, but mostly people who have probably been kind of watching what I've been up to for over a decade and seeing the transformation that I've had in my life and kind of think, oh, that looks cool. I, I want to sort of learn from him and uh, get some tips. I want to go surfing more. <laughs> yeah. Let's drink the Kool-Aid that Jay's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but what I love about what you do is that you create everything so consciously And I love it that sometimes you'll say, hey, Sam, let's do our coaching session like in person because I live at the beach. (laughs) So we'll go have lunch, do a coaching session, and then you'll put on your togs and (laughs) hop into the water. (laughs) (laughs) You see me like running down the beach. Hi, see you. I'm going for a surf now. (laughs) Exactly. I stand on my balcony and wave. Have a good surf. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that, you know, it's really important to really realize that we can do that i've had over the years many people say to me why do you work so much when you go overseas 
And I said, because in actual fact, I do like to travel. So why not just combine the two things that I love, business and travel? Obviously, I haven't been able to do this the last couple of years. But very much, if I want to go somewhere, I'll just put the call out. Okay, this is where I want to go. Who's got any speaking opportunities here? And I think that really understanding how life comes together, rather than keeping it compartmentalized of, well, you know, our relationships have nothing to do with our business and that's got nothing to do with, you know, our physical well-being. It can really hold you back. It can really almost put blinders on what's available and how you can construct the whole lot to work together. Yeah, totally. I remember a quote from John D. Martini. He said, make your vocation your vacation. And that really stuck with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm just going to travel the world, go surfing wherever, you know, take the family on overseas holidays. You know, we've been to places like Fiji and up to Noosa and yeah, just take my laptop with me and my surfboards and the family and we pack it all up and away we go. So <laughs> I love that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah totally. Now, people may be listening to this and thinking, you know what, it's the end of the year. It's a really great time to reflect and plan into the next year. And, you know, maybe the last couple of years have been really hard and I need to do something about this and I need to change something. And I know you've got a planner to help people. Can you tell us a little bit about what this is and who it could help? Yeah, cool. So anybody who is interested in setting themselves up for the new year, for the year ahead, I've got a 2022 inspired life planner, which is a free resource on my website, jharris.com.au. And it basically is a five or six page document which we goes in and asks some really deep questions on where you're at now, reviewing your current your reality, your current situation in life and sort of where you've been over the last year or so. And then, you know, going really deep and getting you to think about what it is that you'd love to do for the next 12 months. And it goes through a series of questions which you answer and set some goals and your intentions for the new year so that you can make every year the best year ever. <laughs> Sounds perfect. So you can find that in the show notes over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast. We'll hook that up. Awesome. Thank you. So that you can get a copy of the Inspired Life Planner. Jay, thanks so much for joining us here. I think it's so inspiring to hear stories of people that have really created their life by design, which is something that I'm so passionate about and watching you do it has been so cool. <laughs> And it's available to all of us that are in business. And, you know, really just sort of saying that we don't need to get trapped in that story or trapped doing what we think that we need to do out of habit. Yeah, totally. You know, it's such an important message to share. And, you know, when we do have challenges and we go through really stressful times, help is out there, you know. Having a coach is so important. You know, I've had coaches for you know, like yourself, for I think over 10 years now, I spend over $20,000 a year on coaching. It's so important. Yeah. So love what you're doing and I'm grateful for the opportunity that I have as well. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jay. Here's to a, a fabulous 2022. Absolutely. Cheers. Thanks, Sam. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global. Global.